This is Devin Track with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. Before we begin, the head geek himself, Terrace Cassidy, would like to let you know about a new show that he's launching called Travels with Terrace. Travels with Terrace is a travel show where he explores tabletops with a miniature version of himself, journeying not only to his wargaming table, but to the tables of his friends around the globe. Please check it out on FreebootersNetwork.com. And now, on with the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. God damn it, Matt. I am fired up for this episode. I'm excited to hear it. And, of course, we have Amy with us as well. Hello. Today we'll be touching on Dominion, which GW was kind enough to send us a copy of to preview before the new edition, which will be out by the time you hear this. And we're also going to talk about the recent news concerning 3D printing and Games Workshop, as well as all the news we got for Warhammer Plus. But as always, we like to start with what we've done hobby-wise lately, and today we'll start with Amy. So, uh, the big thing was... Uh, we, I think we talked about it at the end of the last show that it was coming. Uh, but JF and I did what I'm gonna, what are we calling it? It was like a Trogoth paint off. It was my, yeah. I'd seen somebody do this. One of the painters I follow um, was doing this with the Bellacore model, where it was um, like he and a couple of other of the artist buddies. They were all do, they were all painting Bellacore, just like in their own sort of style and vibe and and all of that. And I was like, okay, well that'd be cool. Um, but let's not do Bellacore because he's very large and very, very spendy. So let's pick something else. Um, so JF and I had narrowed it down to uh, a Trogoth or uh, Gaz. And uh, we put it to a vote one night in my stream and uh, and the Trogoth won. So we did, oh, geez, it was what, like an 11-hour stream. <laughs> it was too much. It was too much. <laughs> we got real back. Um, but we both painted our Trogoths. That was a, a lot fine. less productive at the end. Yeah, but no, we're gonna eight. Eight is the t- like limit from here on out. I'd, I'd rather a special do, occasion. Yeah, I'd rather do two days of eight than one uh, another attempt at a day of twelve. Yeah. Because it, painting has to remain fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I painted mine. Um. I used contrast. Like I had no plan. Right. This was not like my death guard where I had like test models and a written out painting plan i had no i just i had a primed model i was like all right well i guess we're gonna do this um i wound up using a lot of contrast paints for the first time and they're terrific love them a lot um but i did mine i did mine sort of very traditionally uh whereas jf uh Went a little ham well, on his. Yeah, you well, you you went traditional with a, a strong leaning towards bugs. Mm. Yeah, he he wound up with a whole backstory about how he's just very friendly and collects his bug friends and <laughs> has a lot of mushrooms. He's he's got it's a uh, he's got a bump of uh, of centipede and trogoth thing going on though because he he pets that centipede to death. Too hard. Too hard. Too He's hard. not good at it. Uh, <laughs> that centipede is having a bad day, but it's fine. It's fine. He loves it anyway. 
<laughs> I did uh, see but... I did see your picture of it. it. Looks great. Yeah, so I'm having I'm having some dull coat issues. Um, I I did like a coat of dull coat, and it was not as dull as I might have wanted. So then I was like trying to figure out other alternatives, and then the humidity went up to like a million percent. So I haven't been able to do it yet because I just want to like take new pictures, like good ones. And I can't until it's matte coated, especially because now it is decidedly satin, which is not what I'm going for. So I just need the humidity to calm down a little and then, then I can get it done. See, I, I uh, my, in my condo building, I just sprayed it into the hallway. So Yeah, yeah. But that, I'm not supposed to do that, but I do it anyway. Yeah, no, it's not, like, it's not great. There was that year at Adepticon where, like, down one hallway, you could definitely, all you could smell was primer. That was a good time. I worked at the uh, at the Games Workshop in Harvard Square, and down the basement, there was a hallway, like, into the back hall of the building, and they usually just spray stuff in there. Yeah. Or I worked at the yeah. one at the mall, and they just went down one of the side tunnels of the mall into a little room and sprayed in there. And, oh my gosh, it was headache-inducing. Another thing you often see at Adepticon is you can probably hunt for it every year is the spot where people uh, yeah. do primer. Yes. And you have you have basically like corners of whatever baseboard they use. It's kind of black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's all on asphalt. It's not a big deal. How about you, Jeff? Um, uh, I painted the truck. Yeah, how did, how did your... Yeah, but talk about your truck because yeah. he's great. So, <laughs> where Amy went in in uh, unprepared, I went in overprepared. I think I mentioned <laughs> that I wanted. So, so basically, this Trogoff was kind of my litmus test. I, I, I have a beast snag a problem. I've I don't think I've ever I've fallen in love with an army so hard in a long time. I mean, those, the beast snagas are they, they are my jam on so many levels. So I'm very excited for them. So excited, in fact, that I wanted, and I think I've explained that before, but I, I wanted Death Dread, so I made my Trogoff into a Death Dread. I just went through my Orc bit box and just slapped guns and a claw and all sorts of stuff on it. I also, uh, there's also a grot on top because, of course, there is. And this was going to be my test run for the color scheme and techniques I was going to use or hopefully use for the Beast Snaggas. Now, I have a long history of getting really overexcited for armies whenever they <laughs> announce something new. It's like, everybody's like, oh, Custodes. I'm going to buy all the Custodes. Uh, they're, they're putting out Harlequins. All the Harlequins. Uh, we're doing a, a, a new chapter of Space Marines. So anyway, <laughs> when I got to, uh, when, when they announced the Beast Snaggas, I, I lost my stupid little mind. I went, ah, I love this. This is going to be great. Beast Snaggas forever. But so I, I gave myself this test, if you will. So I decided, okay, I'm going to try this new technique. Uh, I'm going to try this color scheme. I'm going to try all these things. And if they work for the Tragus, for which I had almost no subassembly, so I really, I really made it you as hard as hard possible. on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because it's hard because there's a lot of the, the fitting for the pieces that I had to green stuff and sculpt new joints for. So it's really difficult to, to have subassemblies. Um, so I decided if all of this works out, then yes, beast snag us forever. If it doesn't, I'll think about it <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to like give myself some challenges and, and milestones and stuff. So first off, 
guys, dry brushing is back. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what, you know what showed up today is my uh, is the uh, the brushes from um, Artist Opus. I got that dry brush that showed up today. Showed up today, so I'm glad glad they worked out for you. But here's the thing: like the brushes aren't so much the miracle as it is the dampening pad thing, and it's it's so bizarre to explain. And as as cool as the Artist Opus videos are, I don't think they do that great a job of explaining the importance of that dampening pad. Because the problem with, with the problem with dry brushing is usually like you dry brush and you get all these streaks from from the bristles, and like it it shows that it's a dry brush because it's very messy. Um, the way this technique works is that you don't it's 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 kind of a misnomer to call it dry brushing. It's more of a low intensity overbrushing. <laughs> Yeah, because the the dampening pad that you keep using keeps the paint somewhat wet, so that when you do the dry brushing motion on top of it, it doesn't leave those streaks. It keeps it rather uniform, rather clean. So it doesn't look like you don't have brush strokes as precise as when you're doing highlights manually. And maybe I will add some extra uh, some extra highlights at some point just to make a couple of things pop up uh, pop more. Mm-hmm. But the dry brushing itself does such a fine job. And one of the things I noticed while doing the dry brushing with the damp the damp paint is that it comes off with streaks, very pale streaks, that almost immediately dry out and, and fade and sort of mix into each other. It's, it, it looks like freaking magic. It's, it's, it's that, it, that impressive of a technique. So like maybe my results are not as impressive as the technique is itself, but the technique makes it so easy to get these really cool things. So of course I made it as complicated as possible for myself by uh, by by doing a, a, an orange dry brush and some portions, then masking those out so I could have some stripes, and then doing blue dry brush so I could have this these cool orange stripes on blue skin fang and a pale belly. I, it's so much fun to paint, so long to paint because it's still a big fig. And Amy barnacles, barnacles. There's so oh many barnacles. Oh, there's barnacles. so Frog. many barnacles on this model. Ugh. You Killed to pick all out. my momentum, all of it. So many. It was the only part I didn't enjoy, honestly. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but mostly because I kind of like let my brain shut off for a while. Anyways, there's just a million barnacles on him, and you have to pick them out, and it's terrible. All in all, I obviously I didn't finish in the allotted time. I'm but that probably was never. Finish it. We were never. Yeah. That was not the plan. Bah. Look, there was, there's a solid three days where I thought, I will do it. Of course I was wrong. Um, but the, 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 I, I'm 99% finished right now. I've got a 1% to finish, like, to do the base and, and some, some OSL that I want to finish up. So he's almost done. Probably by the time this episode is up, there will be photos on, uh, on, on the, the, our Twitter and our socials and all that. And, and that's that's what I did. That's that's, that's been my uh, been my painting and hobbying. Yeah. Uh, I did buy a box of ten Gretchens because I need thirty Gretchens to uh, those be snaggas. I've uh, and also like thirty Gretchens are like just swarming around that Trogoff is gonna look so cool. It's gonna be real good. What about you, really Matt? Good. Yeah. What did you do? So uh, <laughs> lately, mainly I've um. I've been working on Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. I posted a picture of one of the miniatures that I finished on our Facebook page. I uh, painted up a few more. I was sort of killing time until the 
Sisters of Battle new release came out. Uh, so I did pick those up, and I have been putting together the Sacrosants, so the the Sisters of Battle that have the halberds and shields in there. So there's some pretty awesome-looking models once you get them together. So that's what I've been working on lately. Um, yeah, I, I need a change from working on... I was working on Death Rattle skeletons and stuff, so I just wanted to paint some, like, characters. And I didn't feel like painting GW characters, so I painted some of that Marvel stuff. Which was, uh, they're pretty good sculpts, so I like painting them. And, uh, you know, trying to just paint them, being a, a little loose with it, so they kind of, uh, I guess look a little comic booky to me anyway, so. Um, nice. Yeah, it's been fun. I'll post some I'm pictures of the other models about, I finished. I'd be curious about painting. Like, I have a, a Venom that I got from uh, from Adepticon from the uh, the, v, the not the VIG but the, the swag bag and I, I'd be curious to try to paint it cell shaded. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of that's one of the nice things about it is when you you know just flipping through on online you see a lot of people painting them in different styles like some somebody did a Venom in the '90s Spider-Man cartoon style which he was always like had oh. red light coming from the right and blue light coming from the left so it looks pretty interesting but that is interesting. I'm going to have to look at options. And so that's been it for me. Uh, the local league is starting up soon, so I'll help running that. So hopefully be able to get a few games in uh, now that things are getting a little more back to normal. Yeah, my local... I have this really cool local gaming store that has a... They have a basement for games. Upstairs, there's a dining room slash board gaming room. Oh, cool. They have their own restaurants. They, they, serve, they serve alcohol. Or at least they were supposed to do all of that. But they opened, I don't know, three weeks before the uh, before the pandemic hit. And they had to close again. Mm. So they've been, they've been doing, like, the whole store thing, like pickup and, and whatever they were allowed to do. But they haven't been able to really uh, be full force, so I'm really eager to see how that's going to go because it's 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 a gorgeous place. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's within walking distance. I could pick up my army, walk there, and play. It's going to be awesome. Have some drinks and stumble home. Yeah, no, that's that's so the thing. Like, well, that's I, walking oh, distance. Great. Yeah, I'm finally going to be able to say what I've always wanted to say is. I'm gonna go to a gaming store, get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Start building and up that not tolerance. Not like sneaking a fla- sneaking a flask or anything. <laughs> Start building up that tolerance for the friendly, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got to. I haven't been drinking as much this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say that like a morning of friendly. <laughs> so, um, as I mentioned in the in the intro, GW was kind enough to send us copies of Dominion and. Uh, I know, Amy, you and, and JF went on your Twitch channel and sort of took a look at it. What did you guys think when you cracked the boxes open? How's it look? I mean, first of all, it's gorgeous. Um, I, uh, I'm i such a sucker for a special rule book, too. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the worst part, right, is, like, I never actually got to use my pretty sister's one um, because, you know, everything fell apart and then uh, they changed editions. But... Um, I think there's a bunch of there's a bunch of like quality of life improvements that I'm very excited to see their way over here to uh, 40k, which I think we talked about the rules numbers. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, we, I'm we into that. About a lot of the uh, sort of the surface things about rules and how the the book is laid out. That's that's kind of exciting. 
And just in some good rules changes too, you know, as they've previewed more and had a chance to flip through the rulebook, you know, I just think like the actions they're giving characters and monsters definitely make them a lot more interesting, right? Because 40k has the, the knights and the, you know, and the big tanks and and but Age of Sigmar is the game that has the monsters, right? So you want them to be able to do cool stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And the uh, and the additional more command points and the the special actions that all the different characters can do now too. Uh, they added a whole bunch. So I think it's going to make it a more interesting game overall. Um, looking forward to getting a chance to play it. Hmm. It is it is interesting, right? Because Age of Sigmar, you know, in the scope of Games Workshop Games, is a fairly recent reset of the of the world. So hopefully as they, you know, get further along, just like with, with 40K and, and back when it was Warhammer Fantasy, the like you're saying, the, the background will mature a little bit more as they go further along. What faction, uh, what faction has caught your eye for Age of Sigmar? Well, I've always been a huge fan of the Sylvanath. Um, if I had the patience and time, I would consider doing Skaven because <laughs> rats. Uh, what else? I mean, the the normal orcs are always cool. I mean, I, I love the Traga, so I like to come. There's so many that I do like. It's just those two are not it. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting with Age of Sigmar 2 is now you have a lot of more specialized armies. Like, you can play an entire Trogoth army, right? They, in, right. Where they used to be just part of orcs and goblins or... Or chaos. Now they have their own thing. Same thing with the uh, the sons of Bamat, where you know you can just have a whole army of giants, which is really cool. And that's an interesting thing that I, I'm kind of hoping we see uh, 40k kind of emulate because we had there are armies where you think, how why can't I do just this faction? Like why can't I do an army that's just the chaos cultists or just the crude mercenaries? And I know the crude mercenaries used to have their own white dwarf thing. That's neat. But they've been fading further and further into the background in the past few editions. I'd like to see the – which is the opposite of what we're seeing with Age of Sigmar where they're they're saying, oh, well, now you've got, like, the Iron Jaws and the Cruel Boys. They're both orcs, but, you know, you can play them independently too. So that's super fun and exciting, and I, I'd love to see 40K do a bit more of that. Mm. I w- it kind of feels like now in 40K they're, they're testing the wires a little bit with the armies of renown from the campaign books. It'll be interesting to see if they push that further, you know, sort of to the extremes that you see in Age of Sigmar. But only time will tell. Amy, do you have a, a preferred faction for Age of Sigmar? Um, well, I mean, we know that I'm like a terrible hobby magpie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's the worst. Um, man, now I can't even remember. I'd like picked something out to start with, and now I don't even remember what it was. Uh, I built wait, a thing. Wait, what did I what, build? Yeah, what's the mall you... Oh, the mm-hmm. Nihon. I'm starting with my Nihon because I have, like, yes. somehow managed to collect an absurd amount of Nihon. And I'm sending you more. I know. The problem <laughs> is, the problem I have with the Nihon, like, because I also want to get in some airbrush practice, you know, and Nihon is great for that. The problem is that, like, every time I'm like, all right, I'm going to go pick a color for my night haunt. And, like, every color scheme I see, I'm like, oh, I like that one. Oh, that one sounds real good. Like, oh, no, that's the one right there. Nope, actually. And I can't. I can't settle. I don't know what I'm going to do. Might have to, like, make a chart and roll dice. <laughs> just really like, oh, this suggest, is my army now. I was going to just exactly suggest that. Like, if you can't pick, let chance decide. Yeah, or if I were to do it. Twitter. 
if I were to do it, just I'd, I'd do a chart, I'd roll a die, be unsatisfied with my roll, and then pick one out of spite. And then no, well, the, but that's the that's the old trick, right? As you'd be like, oh, I really wanted it to be, and then you know. Exactly. <laughs> Aha, that's the one it should be. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to start with the night haunt because I have a stupid amount of night haunt inexplicably. Um, but I also own... Um, I own some Sylvaneth, I own a bunch of goblins, I own uh, the Start Collective box for the Carrot and Overlords. <laughs> I got some stuff. And, you know, every Underworld's Warband, which just feels like, right. you're like, well, I mean, I mean, I already have these. Plus I have the Dominion box, so it's like, hmm. You know, well, that's the situation, options. like, I'm going to have to do something with the contents of my Dominion box. I already know I'm going to convert a couple of models, but the rest I'm probably going to, like, get ha- give away. Um... But the, the thing, like this Sylvaneth is what I'm probably going to be working on because for the past couple of years, every time I won at Adepticon, I went to the shit, whatever they gave me, I went to the uh, Toledo game room. I said, can I exchange these for Sylvaneth? <laughs> so I've I've accumulated a few. Nice. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, um, you know, Dominion is, by the time you, you hear this, it'll be already on the streets. Um, hope you picked up a copy. Let us know what you think about the new edition. I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, sometime in August getting some games in for the new edition and giving it a try. So, big news from the world of, of Games Workshop. Uh, we'll go with the 3D printing news first. So, basically, you know, a little release saying at all official UW events, 3D printed models are not allowed whatsoever. Um, well, they go right. deeper into that. I'm gonna yeah, that's, that's the high-level thing, but... Um, so and this is the part that a lot of people are like glossing over um so i mean full models are i mean but that's so first of all these these rules are not particularly different than they've ever been yeah because i mean this is specifically like this isn't like any warhammer event this is games at warhammer world and any of their officially sanctioned events which they haven't done many of like they're starting them now but I mean, that was never a thing they did a whole ton of, at least over here. Um, so, but, um, you know, so you've never been able to use third-party con- conversion bits um, at Warhammer World or anything like that. So this is essentially the same, the same thing. Um, the only difference is like, so you know, if you've designed it yourself. Um, then 3D printed is perfectly fine because it is at its core no different than you sculpting it yourself. It's exactly the same thing. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of people who are real mad about it for no good reason. Which and that's that's the thing that blew me away is just on YouTube just how many videos showed up of like GW banning 3D printing or you know 3D models and you know even back when I worked at GW a long time ago when it wasn't a uh, you know, you there wasn't 3D printing, but it was still yeah. You can't use like you other companies' use, models. Yeah, like, you at, can't roll at in with GW your... run events. Right, not you the... could never take your Crom like orcs there. Like, yeah. and that's that's not Las Vegas Open. That's not uh, you know, any anything like that. It's it's their events, which right now is like you said, Warhammer World, and now the the U.S. Open thing they're doing. Yeah. To to be to be fair though, I mean there is a quote unquote justifiable fear that some of the larger events to stay in Games Workshop's favor will adopt this sure. or some version of these restrictions. But at the same time, like if we take, uh, say, Adepticon as an example, Adepticon has never 
had this kind of rule. They do have some model policies, and they, 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 they are probably a bit stricter than most of your common events. The one thing that they do have is ever since Games Workshop has had some of their live games and some like their top table like live streaming and features, the that was kind of the limiter. Like if you want Games Workshop to feature your army or feature your game, then you 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 were subject to their rules, which makes yeah. sense. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna live stream your uh your third party uh your uh, raging heroes your yeah your raging <laughs> hero sister yeah and and that's the thing it's in the thing with three D printing like one of the things I keep saying is comments about people saying oh Games Workshop is afraid because of three D printing and three D printing is gonna put them out of business and that is so absurd <laughs> because let me explain how 3d printing is not going to put like games workshop could go out of business because of 3d printing but it wouldn't be so much because of 3d printing as much as games workshop thoroughly shooting themselves in both feet because the, here's the thing like a lot of people people think oh 3d printing is going to be so cheap that it's going to replace models from games workshop like why would i buy a games workshop model if i can make it cheaper at home and the list of reasons for that is boggling First of all, the moment that Games Workshop senses that 3D printing is sort of a threat to their market, they're just going to start 3D printing their own things. And this, I, I know it sounds absurd right now because of how like the average person perceives 3D printing, but you got to understand, for every home domestic version of a 3D printer available, there is an industrial version mm -hmm. that does it faster and usually better games workshop is going to be able like by by the time they print stuff now like that's how they do like exactly. if you are a sculptor and you want to see how your models look at like how it's going to look you print one exactly before it goes to go be plastic and and amy's mentioned it many times in the past that like we already see 3d printed games workshop models from games workshop because usually the models that they present early, you, if you look yeah. carefully, and the you box can art see it. Too. Exactly. So the thing is, already they're just going to get better printers. Like by the time it's literally cheaper and easier for us to print our own models, Games Workshop is going to be able to just switch their own production lines to do that. It may cost them more, but it's going to have other advantages. They're going to be able to offer more SKUs. They're going to be able to keep their inventory down because they can print on demand in-house. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able, they're going to be freed from the limitations of putting things on sprues. They're going to be able to do mixes of production runs where they do, say, one sprue of common bits for, uh, for, for guards or for space marines, and then a bunch of 3D printed other things that they add to the box to customize it to make it a particular set. They're going to be able to do a million things that your, you know, anti-cubic at home will not do. They'll launch their own Hero Forge. Or they'll launch their own Hero Forge on top of other things. Right. Like, and, and, and that's the thing that's going to make their 3D printing so much superior to what you can do at home. Now, you can probably still do it at home, but it's not guaranteed that it's going to be cheaper. Because Games Workshop can buy resin in bulk. Whereas you're not going to buy a drum of resin, you're going to buy a couple of bottles. Games Workshop is going to order 10 drums a month or more. Mm, mm. 
they're going to get a better price than you will. You're going to have to pay extra or get really fancy ventilation. Otherwise, you're going to be printing with you know the toxic version. So either you're paying extra for the non-toxic resin or not, and then, well, either you're really going to have trouble with your, your breathing or you need to be very careful with how you print. Games Workshop is just going to have special facilities that are equipped with proper ventilation for it. When your printer messes up, you can't print until you fix it. Games Workshop is going to have technicians that are specialized in doing that. Every time you print, you need to remove you need to remove the the, the, the supports as best you can. Games Workshop is going to have employees that do only that. Every step of what makes 3D printing 3D printing is going to be easier when you put it on an industrial level. For the same reason that most of us, whether it's from Forge World or from smaller companies that do resin print, resin molds, we buy from them. We don't just sculpt our own our own stuff. It's the same principle, and we, we're going to see that everywhere. But it's, there's going to be super great advantages for us too because of what we mentioned about them having lower skews, fewer skews. We're going to be the, the whole print on demand thing. There's not going to be as long a wait for them to restock on things because they don't have to wait until they need to put a product in the manufacturing queue. So there's going to be like a lot of advantages to us, but the fantasy that it's going to be easy for us to have our own little 3d printer and just the time, like, Oh, I need 10 Gretchen's. Well, there goes my weekend because I need to print. I need to print them four at a time. Like, mm -hmm. okay, let's say 40 Gretchen's. I need to print them four at a time, remove them. I need to cure them. Then I need the space for those printers. I need the space for the curing machine. Everything is a hassle. At what point does it just become easier to go, for me to go to the store and pay like $2 extra for a box and get that? And I'm not saying 3D printing is not going to be awesome for other things. Like we talked about conversion pieces. We talked about like... Games Workshop, maybe they will be offering like, oh, you can buy some STLs for some of our classic models or, or this or that. Like, there's going to be some cool things. It's just I, I find it frustrating that people think that by buying a 3D printer at home, they're going to be one step ahead of a multi-million dollar company <laughs> that is already doing that very thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and not to mention that, you know, what you're talking about. Games Workshop printing these things in the factory, if the print screws up, that's no cost to you. When you're doing it at home, you walk away from your Ford Gretchen that are printing and you come back two hours later and they're all they've all screwed up, that's just lost time and money for you. Like, yeah. It it and, and when that starts happening, that ends up costing just as much as just buying it from them anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually saving any money. You know? Exactly. And maybe maybe one of the impacts is if 3D printer printing on, on an industrial level lowers production costs, then maybe we see some of that too. And maybe we we get our models for a bit cheaper. Like it's I'm, I'm not saying like, oh, Games Workshop is gonna crush us because the technology will always be better for them. I mean, in a way, yes, but in another another way, they're still going to need to adapt. That's, that's what I mean by them not shooting themselves in the foot. They're still need to, gonna need to adapt to the market, but as long as they do, they're not going to be killed by 3D printing. In fact, they're going to probably profit and benefit from it. And mm -hmm. if if they're smart and we're lucky as consumers, so will we. Yeah. Yeah, and to get you know 3D prints that are equal to the quality of what they're producing, right? That's not a not a cheap printer. And no. if you're one of those people that have one of those not cheap printers, uh, you're going to charge people a bunch of money for it anyway. So, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to, <laughs> this is where I'm going to switch, 
switch teams. Like they're they're getting there, though. They're, yeah, no, they are. But no, they are. Like, given that, I mean, how nice years, will yeah. it be when we can when we can design and print our own, so that when we have a squad of whatever and we design a new, uh, you know, new heads or backpacks or whatever for them. Uh, we can just print as many as we need instead of green stuffing all of them or trying to mold and do resin or a million other things. Yeah, like absolutely. Like, that's the thing. This, I think what frustrates me is the fact that, like, a lot of the people that are getting really, really angry and resentful and really pissed at Games Workshop and, oh, I can't wait till 3D puts them out of business and whatever. Like, instead, it would be it's so easy to look at both what Games Workshop will be able to do with 3D printing, what we can do right now, and what both of these things in the future are going to look like, and just rejoice because it's going to be cool. Like we're we're really looking at the, a future of the hobby that's going to be awesome if all goes well. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 kind of disappointing to see the people like they just ah oh, I can't bring like my really badly filament printed. Space Marines to, to Games Workshop. To yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> those tyrants, those fascists. Like, oh, why do you have to be that way? Well, and I think, you know, the people that generally I, I see, the people that are complaining are the people that have always complained, you know, back, even back when, you know, third, fourth edition, when Facebook wasn't even a thing, it was just forums where people would talk about 40K, right? It's those same people that have always complained. Just like the guy who's who I know still buys 40k stuff, but every time something comes out for 40k on the new release shelf of the store, he looks at it and goes, "Man, what are they thinking? This is ridiculous." How, uh, and I'll take three. Yeah. You know. Every time. <laughs> I mean, I should say, the moment cartoonists are making cartoons about a behavior you have as a gamer. It's time to think twice about yeah, your behavior right. as a gamer, because chances are, like, if if it's widespread enough that a cartoonist thought, yeah, people will recognize. Everybody knows this joke. Let me draw it. Let me spend hours drawing it and putting it on the internet. Like, <laughs> uh, you've gone places. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think you know, with GW, kind of the way the company is now. I think they have their eye on it. They know, you know, they know things are heading that way. And, and I'm, I would be excited to see some of the stuff you're talking about, like, you know, uh, the, even just their own hero forge or. Right. Like, let me, let me design my own primaris lieutenant. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. You can only do primaris, just primaris lieutenants. Or just even dumber things like, oh, here's the STL for shoulder pads for these space Marines so that you can add your own chapter logo to yep. it. I think that'll be that'd be a real quick first move because I got to like that's got to be like if you go look on you know any of the STL sites there's a huge number of those especially for you know the the chapters that they don't offer um you know that they don't already offer upgrade kits for Yeah um, that's definitely a quick pickup Yeah so I mean I could see that happening way sooner rather than later yeah, exactly. sh- shoulder pads and shield heraldry. Yeah, 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 exactly. That that kind of thing, like where you can just easily put, like, get get a, get a vectorial of your logo and just yep. extrude it into a shoulder pad, and boom, there you go. You've customized your thing. Print like two dozen of those, and there you go. See, 
that's the thing. Like, there's so many cool things that can happen with 3D printing. I, I think as a community, we're better off keeping our eyes open and demanding those when the time is right mm-hmm. than complaining and whining and crying about things that are just they don't make sense like oh games workshop please welcome other companies into your events no one's gonna do that (laughs) yeah no and and you know you can't go play x-wing with with your home printed x-wing ships either so no it's not like they're the only companies it's not like this is like a really um you know unreasonable thing like you can't get malifaux you know, with your 3D, I mean, you can't like get doing proxies in games like Malifaux is even hard. Yeah, just being being the biggest and the longest standing company, you, you grab the majority of the. Uh, yeah. Writing. Anyway, that's just like half of my notes on that subject. <laughs> you can keep going <laughs> if you want it. <laughs> no, no, it's, okay, it's okay. mostly like arguments about like yeah. what Games Workshop is going to be able to do, like the fact that like being that they have multiple machines. Like, one of the things that's going to be interesting is because right now Games Workshop has what, like three main factories, uh, two or three, like they have one in Nottingham, they have one in Memphis. I think they have another one probably in Asia. And basically this is where all Games Workshop things are made and shipped from as far as malls are concerned. Uh, but the thing is with 3D printing is that you could have, all right, well, we need a Canadian manufacturer. Let's buy X amount of 3D printers and have one in Toronto or yeah. one in, like, in, they can easily have way more localized um, manufacturing plants for these things, mm. which saves on shipping costs. Like there, There's a bunch of, like, also behind-the-scenes advantages that most of us will probably never know, but that would have an impact on how, how they do business and in turn how we receive things. Hey, so it, it, it's all like these little things. Like, and you, Matt mentioned earlier, like, oh, like if you, you, you waste time if, you're, like, if your machine messes up your grots or whatever. Like if Games Workshop, one of their machines messes up a batch of grots, like I said, they have a technician that's going to fix it in five minutes instead of three hours watching YouTube videos on what went wrong. And they also have like dozens of other machines, so it barely impacts their production. Like there's so many things that they're going to have over us that it's it's better to look at how we can leverage that technology with Games Workshop than somehow assume that we're going to be storming the ramparts. It'll be like the storming storming of Area 51, where nobody. That one guy that was the hero. (laughs) He did it. Did he get shot? No. 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 Don't don't act like it's not a legitimate question. No, no, no. That was a legitimate question. No, no, no. That was a fine question. But no, he's fine. Okay. He Naruto run, and we all appreciate him. We all enjoyed it. Hero. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the other thing. Yeah. So on to some more exciting news. We got a de- very detailed preview of what is going to be included in your Warhammer Plus subscription. And, oh boy. Oh uh, boy. Guys, I'm sorry. My face oh hurts a little. Because <laughs> there's, there's very few things that make me quite as happy as cool things and being right. <laughs> and this I mean, is like... Usually, this, this usually is you nexus. do your, like... You do, like, your pie-in-the-sky, like... Oh, I wish predictions, and we all know that they'll never come true. But this time, you got there. Right on the money. <laughs> he kept delivering. <laughs> I, like everything I said, 
I went on this angry rant about people saying, I don't want to pay for a subscription for just to watch the animated <laughs> shorts. And I went, you don't know what it's going to include. And then I listed a bunch of things, a couple of them reasonable, and a whole bunch of them that I thought were ridiculous. And Games Workshop kept giving me things from that list. <laughs> and then they named the price. And it's, it's oh, reasonable. So that was my, all right, because we're watching this. And and we're we're texting back and forth. And so I kind of went into it knowing that, like, unless it was, like, very unreasonably priced, I was going to get it. Like, at least to see what was going on, right? Like, even if it was just the animations, I was going to get it and try it out. And that was going to be a thing. I was going to say it was for the show. And then it would be great, right? No problem. So they're talking about, um, you know, yeah, you get all of the um all the animations like great all right fantastic yeah we we knew that was coming right and they talked about like the ones that are going to be available at launch and all of that and like i'm like okay great fine um and then they're like oh but there's also going to be like individual content like like you know uh our in-house content and i'm like okay all right um, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, there's like a, a lore show with Wade Price, who I adore Wade. Uh, Wait, Wade is pretty dope. Wade is great. And Wade um, is feeling better, I hear. Wade is out of the hospital. He had, uh, it was real Good bad. God, that was a thing. It was happened. upsetting. <laughs> yes. So um, I'm like, great, lore. I This is a thing, um, Especially when you are uh, a, a lady gamer, that sometimes you get accused of not knowing enough stuff. So great. Now I don't that's, have to that's read. That's true. You'll book. be able to use that to study for the women's exam. Yes. In <laughs> hobbying. At my, next, at my next hobby meetup. Yes. Um, so I was like, okay, all right. So so that's great. And then they were like, oh, and Louise has a painting show, and I was like, I want to be Louise when I grow up. This is fantastic. I will. I. This is great. Um. And they were like, and it's. It was like so they announced the price at the beginning, right? And it's like six bucks a month, right? Something like that. L less if you less if you you know pay for a year. I think you get two months free if you pay for the whole year. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Something like that. So I was like, okay, all right, no, that's fine. Um. I was thinking, well, that's kind of close to what I'm playing for the paying for the 40k. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, that's fine, no problem. Um, and then they were like, "Oh yeah," and also, uh, if you pay for Warhammer Plus, you get the Warhammer app subscription, the 40k app subscription, and the upcoming uh, companion Sigmar app subscription. And I was like, "Okay, we so you're telling me it's going to cost me two dollars?" Is what you're telling me. But because I'm already paying the four. But the thing, like, it's less than that. Because let's say, let's say you had the 40k one, and then they put out the Sigmar one. Oh, and yeah, no. you, you play both. Yeah. Then it's these two added, but now it's these two together for less money than both. Mm-hmm. I know. And everything else. <laughs> and we're not done. <laughs> and if you, so you get premium premium access at events, which. I, I kind of go, eh, because what everyone's going to have it. Like, if you're going yeah, to a yeah, Warhammer go event, you are going to have the subscription. So I don't really know. Um, they have their digital vault of old um, Warhammer publications and White Dwarf issues, which I think is great. Um, 
as someone who buys um, White Dwarf on the reg, um, being able to get old ones is super cool. Um, and you get a free exclusive Citadel miniature every year. It, it, the, and the, if you want both of them, you can buy the other one. Yeah, yeah. And <sighs> the preview really felt to me like a uh, like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. It, but wait, there's but wait, more. There's more. And there was more though. Like it yeah. wasn't like sometimes when GW does wait, there's more. It's just a Primaris Lieutenant. Um, it was a lot more. And they're still going to be doing all of their free stuff that they do on Twitch right now. Like, everything that happens on Twitch is not going anywhere. So all of this is, like, extra. And and I think, you know, you hit it right on the head, right? If you already have the 40K app, this is just, like, this is a no-brainer. Spend yeah. the extra like, dollar. if you if you have the $2. 40K app, it's $2. And it's $2 more, not counting if you pay for the whole year pay in advance. Right, yeah. right. Which, at this point, it all, it's almost the same price. Mm-hmm. It's a a great deal um, for all. I mean, all the content you're getting is just. It's very exciting, um, you know. Exclusive miniatures, which people always love. Um, they're so cool, though. They're very cool. I love that the assassin in the. I have terrain. no need for an assassin, but I am gonna get it because it's so damn cool. Here's here's the weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't super care about the animated shorts i got enough figs i don't need to have a free fig for an army i'm not playing mm-hmm. so those like the two on the surface like at face value the two most exciting things about warhammer plus the two things we we could have probably put money down that those were going to be included because of course they're going to try to attach a model just to things and right. we knew that the, the animated shorts were in it those are the two least exciting things for me like i'm getting this mostly for the apps because i already use a 40k one and i love it yep and i'm getting it for all the extra content that like because because watching the twitch channels like watching the warhammer shows has always been one of these things like, oh, that's interesting, but oh, I don't want to have another Twitch subscription or whatever. Yeah. And this solves it for me. Yep. So I and will like get the said, models. Like, stuff like the stuff like the Wade show is great stuff to put on while you're painting. Like exactly. that is excellent background material. It is wonderful. And and that's the thing. Like I will use those figs. Like I will paint them because they look cool. And I will watch the animated shorts because they'll be there. But those those to me are the bonuses. So right. I it's 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 very good. And did we talk about the vault about the all the old publications? Like we yeah, talked about the so white dwarfs. Okay. We mentioned it, but yeah, okay. no. So it's uh it's a whole bunch of stuff. Like all the gathering storms and the malign port portents and forbidden power from Sigmar and like like all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, all those event books that mm-hmm. are now out of print that, I mean, the rules are out of date, so eh, whatever, but, like, there's a lot of cool lore there's in there. There's a ton of lore, yeah. Is now, and it's is stuff be that available? you may not have seen if you were like, well, that book's not for my army, and I don't need 800 books, so I guess I'll just skip that one. Like, you may not have had this stuff. 
and it's it's a it's such a brilliant way for Games Workshop to quote unquote recycle content that is that was already available to them that's mm-hmm. just sitting there. And this is what what they're offering like now, right? right. You know, you know, if this is successful, they're just going to add more, more to it. And I mean, you know, there's just it, this exclusive battle, you know, battle reports they're going to have for 40k Age of Sigmar. A lot of a lot of stuff that is just very interesting and makes it very worth the money. Um, it's a bunch of stuff that we all always said, man, I wish they would. Yeah. Like, oh, it turns out if you just pay them to do it, <laughs> they'll do it. And, right. And, you know, like we keep saying, because I think this is the most impressive thing about it, is it, it's $2 more than the app. If you're if you're currently subscribed to the current Age of Sigmar and 40K app, it's like 50 more cents. Yeah. Right? It's not a huge investment. And I see a lot of people out there, you know, every time somebody talks about the app, like, oh, yeah, it sucks. Like, have you tried it recently? Because I just like, I think, you know, Jeff, you're or, saying you use it. I use it all the time. Or and, if you had a problem, did you tell them? Yeah, exactly. Like, like they asked for that big feedback. Deal. Like, did you tell them that it didn't work? Because they'll fix it. But if they don't know it doesn't work, they can't fix it. Here, here, here's like, here's the way I use it and why it works so well for me. So I, the, the list building tool like is is fine. It's I mean, it works. There's a couple of things that could be streamlined as far as user interface, but I mean they're working on it. But what's great is that when I go play, say at my brother's place, I have my list. I I know which malls I have and which bonus, which which uh, you know um, which options are on the models on the units. Right. Whenever I need anything. I just go to the app, I tap on the search thing, and I type the name of what I need to look up, mm-hmm. and it just appears. And mm-hmm. I look, and I've got the information right there. I can just go into my Turnit Codex and look at my stratagems, and they're all there in alphabetical order. And I don't need to flip through cards. I don't need to have my book out. I can just, while my opponent is doing their movement phase or whatever or taking four hours to consider it to consider how many inches they're going to move their tank. I can just, <laughs> I can just casually on my phone flip through stratagems and see, uh, is there anything that's going to help me in that current situation? And as someone that's just learning my stratagems because I've been too lazy to do it before, it's helping me a lot. It's that's what makes it like, I, you, you gotta, you gotta stop looking at this app as just a digitization of your paper army list. It is not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about like I want the app to give me a, a digital stack of papers I can flip through with, with, with rules. That's, I'm sorry, that's that's the the, the 75 year old man's way of approaching this. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at it as I already know what my list is, and if my models are WYSIWYG, they're on the table. I barely need to remember the list itself. Yeah. Or if if I like I I have it on the app anyway, so like maybe an option to switch back and forth between the data and, 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 and the, the, the actual lists would help, I guess that would make it faster and easier, but otherwise it's just, well, all right, how, how much, like how much damage do monstrous rending claws do monstrous rending claw? Oh, there it is. We're done. Like, is what's the toughness on my brood Lord brood L there done. It's so easy and fast. Yeah. 
and, and I use it kind of the same way, right? I don't have to interrupt my opponent's turn because if I want to know, oh, what's the toughness on his, you know, catacomb command barge, I can just go search catacomb yep. command barge and see what it yep. is. You know, I don't have to yeah, ask, I can, interrupt what I can they're look doing up to find page. out. But, and here, here's another bonus. It's really interesting. It's like, I don't have to worry. Like, all right, I looked up the toughness on my broodlord. Did they fact that? Mm. Right, they right. did, it's in the app. And I do done. need, I do need a good, um, I do need them to do a good print output um, for like when we have to turn in our lists for Adepticon yes. and stuff. Like, Experts because, because, ideal. because, and that is one thing that, um, uh, what's it called? Battle, uh, Battle Scribe has never done well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So if they could just nail that, that'd be terrific. Battlescribe oh. output is great if you know how to edit HTML documents. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah, but I already have a job. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm, you I'm can looking, make it work. Yeah, I'm looking for these tools to make my life easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the the export function could be tweaked. Uh, as far as like submitting lists, I think it's sufficient because you can kind of like email it to yourself and then print the email and you can submit that and I guess that's enough. Yeah, but um, if it could like I would love to have a PDF. That'd be nice. Yeah, I would love to have a PDF. But that's the thing, like the only thing you need when you're submitting to say a judge is the the point yeah. costs and options. So you don't need like the stat lines. Right. It's not like how Army Builder used to be, where Army Builder was neat, and I get that people are attached to the idea of an Army Builder like app. Right. But also, you don't need it when you can look up units on a unit to unit basis by just very quickly typing name and. I get it. Like I'm 45, so it does. Like I do type one finger on my phone, but man, the next generation of kids are all TikToking and stuff right now. <laughs> These kids, they're going to jump from unit to unit in like 0.2 seconds. Like they're going at it with their two thumbs like crazy. It's like they're not. They're not going to have a problem. Like this is going to be blink of an eye. They can check out your entire army stats. Like the problem is that we're old, and I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It's I it definitely you know I the people that I always see complain about it haven't haven't checked it out again since this initial release. I I understand her point of view like okay well to try this I need to spend money and if I try it I don't like it and right now like well it wasn't better for a while and I'm used to my own way like I I get it like I'm easily set in my ways, but at the same time and I I was a little skeptic about the app at the beginning, but now that I've actually like used it in the field, so to speak, man, I, uh, it's going to be hard not to. This is, this is why, like when I was hoping, like, I was looking at, Oh man, if this is part of the subscription, I hope it is because I don't want a second subscription, but I'm not giving up the app. <laughs> and why I was looking like, Oh, I'm starting Sigmar. If there's an app for that, I'm definitely going to need to get that subscription because this, this is how I look at models now. It will. The only thing that I'm wondering is just how they're gonna. Are they gonna integrate the Age of Sigmar? The new app is it gonna be like the 40k app? I assume it will be where you need to have the book, you know, to put in the code to, to see. Get the, the, oh, there's. Yeah. You know what? We'll see about that. Because basically, Age of Sigmar's been the the testing ground for 40k, and 40k has been the testing ground for Age of Sigmar. If you go right now on, on on the Games Workshop store website, assuming it's back up, and you go to almost 
I think any of the units, you can get the data sheets right then and there. Yeah, that's what I was like the other say. day. I was checking, I was checking uh, Kragnos. Like, mm. I was looking at the Kragnos model and went, I wonder if his stats are there. And they're there. Like, just so I wonder if that's something they're going to check. Like, are they just going to leave the data sheets available that way? and see how people approach it like is it does it impact sales if not like might as well have it 40k too like i i wonder how they're going to play around with this yeah in in army building age of sigmar is way easier than uh in 40k that's why that app came out first is there's not really there aren't many as many options to customize your units right it's just the amount of of models that are going to be in that unit and yeah. also, Age of Sigmar is a lot easier on the, you know, what you can include as allies in your force, too. So um, the app now, you, you can see every data sheet um, in the game, right? You don't have to, it's not on like a, have to pay for anything specific. You just kind of get everything. So I'm hoping they'll give it that way. Um, and it makes sense that they would, just because of the way that Age of Sigmar works compared to 40k, right? There's, Age of Sigmar doesn't have, you know, 40 stratagems per army or anything like that, so... Hopefully it'll it'll stay the same, but um, Warhammer Plus, I mean, six bucks a month or fifty dollars for the year, um, definitely, definitely worth it. Yep, and that's uh, end of August. Mm. Yes, very soon. Um, and hopefully, I would love to see you know at some point integration of just old classic battle reports and stuff like that, which I'm sure I'm sure they can do. Um, yeah. You know, what's See, I don't care for that, but I hope they do it because some people do care for that, and I, I want those people to be happy. Once once in a while, they'll throw it into White Dwarf, so it, you know it kind of makes sense that they might do that. But it'll be interesting to see how it grows from here. Uh, I think they're going to have great success with it, just because it like we've been talking about it already includes the. You know, I'm. I, mean, I hate to put it this way, but I need, I need Games Workshop to really mess up in the next few months. Because <laughs> I can like, I can see my cynicism towards the company slowly eroding. Mm. You know, I, I was worried there was going to be another October situation with, with the uh, Beast Snagger Boys, but they're, they're even doing new, just plain old Orc Boys, new kit. Yeah, or there's Snagger the, Boys, um, and now there's Orc Boys, and that new not weird boy. Yeah, the Wur Boy. Yeah, the Wur Boy, boy. <laughs> which the looks... more easily trademarkable name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Squiggly Curse. I. Uh, <laughs> I know we're gonna wind up talking about orcs like a whole lot in the future because it's inevitable, but the Squiggly Curse, in which you basically turn your enemies into squigs. It's great. Best thing I ever. wish that you actually turn them into squigs. Oh, yeah. That like would you be... Replace them all or something. Yeah. That's squig. Boom. Yeah, and have, have the word boy come with a squig model. Yep. Specifically for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've seen the word boy, the new orc boys. Um, orcs, you know, we're, we're waiting for one more set of releases for the Sisters of Battle, which is the, the tank. And I, I believe there's uh, the just a couple other special characters left, but um, you know, it, it seems like based on the previews that we should see orcs pretty soon, uh, maybe in August. 
which is a which is sooner than you think. They, it's oh yeah. it's, it's great that they're you know sort of playing catch up, and things are wait, coming wait, out for rapidly. Orcs? No, no, for orcs, they said pre-orders are in July. Yeah, I thought pre-orders end of July, releasing like first week of August. They, didn't, they said in July. Okay, so all right, nice. it, so it could be time. anything. Are we or, be, we remember true, October. In which yes. they were out in November. I don't want. There's, to, there's like, no, there's no wrong like, answer. There's no wrong answer. Right? No it, wrong answer. It, it could be like they could have they could announce pre-order this coming Sunday, and that'd be fine. Or they could do it the last week of uh, of July, and that's fine too. I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're ready <laughs> I'm, whenever. I'm it pops happy up, regardless. Right? <laughs> like um, I know I know orc pre-orders are in the next 31 day window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, what the hell? Gonna... What, how how can I want more? <laughs> it, it's uh um i mean i'm not i'm gonna skip this one but i'm really excited for it because i know a lot of work players have been waiting a long time and along with the great new models just seeing the you know the army revitalized a little bit and orcs has always been one of my favorite armies just because of all the lore behind them it's like falling in love all over again because <laughs> <laughs> i've gone through it once like i've had orcs and i'm going back like, oh, you're looking, it's been a while, you're looking better. Uh, you want to try this again? It's like, oh, you've, uh, you've been working out. Yeah, <laughs> handsome. You look, you look a little tougher. A little, it's a little true, different. they are more handsome now. They are more handsome. They've it got is troubling. Squidward uh, all over them. Uh, Very good. Lantern jaw works. I pointed it out to one of the there's there's a girl I follow on Twitter who she draws a lot of um like Grukari and stuff, and so she said something about. Um, she said something about like the orcs the other day, and I was like, "Oh, it was like our orcs." It was, somebody had posted about orc nipples on the on the new Wereboy, and somebody's like, "Our orcs sexy," and I was like, "I posted my little hot orc summer yep. thing that I was like, I was like, look at how handsome he is," and she was like, "Oh no, he is." I was like, "Yes, welcome aboard." <laughs> it's troubling. I'm like, I I'm still unsure how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm into it. It's fine. I, I don't write fanfic or slash fic, but <laughs> I am considering it now. <laughs> oh, man. Me and the orc warlord. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, <laughs> and I, uh, this has been fun. <laughs> and, and just today, um, in their latest MetaWatch article, uh, GW released sort of what their at least for the open series, what they're starting with their suggested terrain setups for games, which I thought was interesting because they've never really kind of had this for competitive play, right? It's always been very loose sort of, right. oh, you know, this amount of terrain, you want some of this stuff, but now they're sort of like, no, this is this is how the table should be set up. These are the, the terrain pieces, like the definitions you should use for them, the characteristics you should give them, and also... Um, you know, sort of in general, like what they should look like. Like, they, you should knights and stuff should be able to move around the board still. So, I thought it was really interesting that they're putting that out there, and it'll be interesting to see if other tournaments, like you know, the ITC tournaments, kind of follow suit with this. I still want, um, I still want like my set of tokens that have the keywords for terrain, so you can just throw them down, so you can remember what the hell they're doing. That'd be real nice i guess i, I mean put that on my to-do list right or hey it's only a 3d printer 
like, hey, third-party people, now that Games Workshop doesn't want you to make malls to bring to their event, I mean, yeah, they're not going to say no to tokens. tokens. That'd be great. Yeah. How, about, how about give us what Games Workshop doesn't already give us? Yeah. <laughs> Fill in the gaps. That's what the third mar market's already always been great at in the past, is filling in the gaps. Yeah. I, they I don't give me space screens that look like they're in a staticky TV. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if because this is the strange uh, terrain setups they show are very different from the more you know ITC terrain setups we've seen, which are, in my opinion, very sparse in terrain as it was. Uh, but this is a pretty pretty dense board. It should be interesting to see how this plays out. And if anybody else follows suit, I know uh, on some of the competitive 40k groups, there's been a lot of talk about it. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on that. And they said uh, in the article that this is just, you know, sort of their first attempt at it. They may change it as it goes along, uh, just sort of give themselves a little buffer there. But And up next looks like uh, probably, I assume, before Oryx, we'll see maybe the next Warzone book which is Sister mm. Sabbatical, Battle Mechanicus, and the finally the 40k rules for Bellacor. Mm. And uh, then we know, based on the preview, that Grey Knights and uh, Thousand Suns will, will follow works. Oh, I can't wait. Well, I'm going to speed up. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, this, is, this is good. This is good. It's It's great that they're that they're catching up rather than just sort of, you know, still keeping things spaced out as they yeah. had it before. Yeah. So lots of great stuff coming for 40K. Let us know if you're going to subscribe to the 40K app or, or your thoughts on, on 3D printing and Games Workshop. Uh, yeah, I know. I'd, I'd be really curious uh, to hear anybody else's thoughts on 3D printing. Like, I don't have a 3D printer. I know people who do... Like a lot of my opinions are based on on speculation and what I know about marketing and and, and that kind of stuff. But someone who might be more into it probably might have something to add, either against or in favor of what I said. So I'd be really curious to to, to learn more. Just just please be polite. Not you, Jeff. Whoever is going to let us know. <laughs> no, no, no. We look. If you're if you're gonna come at me, like listen, you're gonna come at me, come at me as you are, and I'll respond in kind. All right, you heard it here. Uh, so head over to our Facebook page, let us know. Um, check out pictures of the models that Amy and JF have been working on, and I'll post them up too. Um, and we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddha's forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddha's network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>